Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Hi, Hi baby gorgeous. Hey, Brendan. Welcome back. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we missed you last week, but Pichlarm was up for the challenge. Tackling great job. All these, all these shows that we have going on right now. I know. It was a great episode. Um, if P wants to take my mic permanently. I'm wow. just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. you're, you're going to, like... Scare the listeners. <laughs> uh, okay, I gotta give you some kudos. Why? You ended up in page six, like the home of uh, like all our Rony women all the time. And I ended up there because of just like them not being good at their jobs. Okay, so what happened was not all diamonds and rose, which apparently. Hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Congrats to Dave Quinn. Yeah, amazing. So last week we covered a ton of fallout from the book. Mm -hmm. But page six just picked up your tweet, which was just a screenshot of the book that no one ever really talked about in terms of Jill Zarin calling Bethany a loser. A nobody. A nobody. In comparison to Kelly Ben Simone back when the Brass Monkey scene was filmed all those years ago in season two. Mm Mm-hmm. So what happened was basically 
I knew that there was going to be a ton of stuff because it's an oral history in this book yeah. and ton of tons of like little minute details that aren't the big explosive things that I, because I'm a psycho was going to really enjoy. Sure. So even though I got the book like a week after because of like however long it took for it to come to me. Oh yeah. I'm I, still waiting. <laughs> I know. Um, I ordered it week of to support the author and yes, so I think I we got him, we got him on the list. Yeah. That was all. Thanks to Brendan. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but I, I knew that there was going to be a ton of stuff that like production stuff and just like random tidbits yeah. that I would enjoy. Sure. Um, so yeah, this one about uh, Jill Zarin calling Bethany a nobody back in the day mm -hmm. was really like, it wasn't as exciting to me as the one of Heather Dubro um, calling Real Housewives of OC blue collar, which yeah. is another oh one God. of the screenshots. <laughs> um, but yeah, page six picked it up. They linked to my tweet. They included the little uh, picture I took of the passage in the graphic on top of their article, like with Bethany and Jill, like facing each other. With like your like mood lighting. <laughs> with my like mood light, like bad lighting in my room. Yeah. So... Wow, congrats. Uh, how are you enjoying the book? I'm really enjoying it. It's taking me a while to get through because with this podcast, I have to watch so many things at <laughs> yes. night. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't even watch Vanderbump Rules until today because I wanted to spend all of Tuesday reading, but I'm mm. only I'm only into New York still. Okay, so it's separated by city. Is that yeah? How it it works? goes it goes city by city chronologically, much like how we do this podcast. Oh my god, yes. Do they include? Do they do a DC? Do they do like Miami? Yep. Yes, yes, they do them all. Wow, I, I, you know there was so much buzz and conversation and fallout and stuff, but I. To me, it feels like we've only really gotten the tip of the iceberg if you have not read the book. I know. No. And that's what I'm saying to you who hasn't got even received your book yet. Yeah. I think you'll still have a good time. Yeah, for sure. I'm not too late to the party. Yeah. Okay. T today, the news was going wild. A lot of stuff coming out of Beverly Hills in particular, but I mean, even stuff in Atlanta. Yeah. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Dorit burglarized in her home while she's sleeping last night. Uh, and we're recording this on Thursday. So Wednesday night, while the kids are home, she's mm -hmm. home by herself. PK is still in London. It sounded like, yeah, they had just been in London for their nephew's wedding and, uh, Dorit had gotten home and I believe she was supposed to start filming today. Yeah. For the new season. So, I, I don't recall how many people broke into the home, but like there were multiple people in her bedroom mm -hmm. with guns. And then one of them is like killer and she's yeah. begging. She's begging to not be killed. She's saying how she's a mother, how the kids are whatever. And they take off with a whole ton of like valuables. Mm -hmm. Luckily no one is hurt. And then we kind of find out about it all like right away yeah and like sh there's quotes where like it's obviously coming from dorit's people because yeah it's they quote dorit saying like please don't kill my children i'm a mother which like she and the sons are the only ones who would have access to that quote so it's just like really it's it's really sad first of all and like horrifying and terrible and just like the worst thing that could ever happen but the yeah. rollout was like so weird yeah, I just I don't even understand why it occurred. Like, wh I'm surprised we didn't learn through 
like LAPD or something. Right, right, right. Agreed. And then somehow Dana Wilkie's gotten herself involved. Yeah. In a weird way. She like posted something about Dorit's LLC that apparently had the name of the name of the street that they live on was the name of the LLC. Yeah. And Teddy's fighting with Dana Wilkie. It's just a mess. Um, I mean, not to like be Dana Wilkie's defender, but most of the housewives' homes are very easily easily findable if you are looking for yeah. them. I mean, I've um, seen TikTok. I've seen all over TikToks people driving past the Vanderpump Rules homes, mm. the Housewives of New Jersey homes, and showing them all. So it's yeah, I get what you mean there. Yeah. So like, I don't think Dana's at fault. They didn't. The burglars did not hop on Dana Wilkie's TikTok and decide to go burglarize Dorit. Exactly. It's just sad, but it looks like Erica, Rena, and at least Teddy went over there today. Yeah. To console her. So hopefully things are all right. I'm sure they're traumatized and Yeah. I like if something like that happens, I would need to leave that home. Oh yeah. I could not live in a home in which I am broken into. Right. And it looked like they were already trying to leave that home. So. Oh, well then good. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think the house was listed for sale. Yeah. I, I haven't been keeping up, but what number is this as far as like burglaries in the Beverly Hills housewives Ooh. homes? Like several. <laughs> it's at least three, right? If not more. Well, definitely Kyle. Um, I thought Teddy. Remember. Well, Teddy had a rental. Mm-hmm. Where a rapper was murdered during a break-in. Oh, right. Jeez. Yeah. I also thought it was really interesting. Last night on the reunion, they specifically talked about these issues, especially mm. where Andy talked about how he had texted Lisa Rinna to tell her to move all of her like designer oh, yes. and vintage clothes so that like people wouldn't come and steal stuff. So it's like, I think it's a double-edged sword with these shows because it's obviously lifestyle shows and Mm. people like want to see the wealth. People want to show off their wealth, but then like it bad things can happen. I mean, we saw it with Kim K too. Yeah. Well, I even remember with Kardashians, they were showing a different exterior of a home for years and years, which is smart. Maybe Bravo should start like considering doing that. Yeah. Okay. And then still over in Beverly Hills land, a story comes out about, Zayn Malik, who, you, if you don't know, was a member of One Direction, is mm-hmm. the father of Gigi Hadid's baby. Mm-hmm. They've been in a re- relationship for a long time. And I obviously, on G- and off again, yeah. On and off. And obviously, Gigi's mom is Yolanda Hadid. The story is apparently he allegedly struck Yolanda. Mm-hmm. He has addressed this in a notes app screenshot on Instagram, I believe. And like, I think part of the the thing is like, you know, this is, I'm a private person and this, Mm -hmm. and like, I, I'm trying to handle this privately. And he said something along the lines of, um, people from the family entered me and my partner's house without permission and something Mm -hmm. went down basically is what he's saying. Um, and we've since found out that Gigi and Zane have broken up, but that might've happened like before this, they've always been kind of on and off again, but it's just like such a 
wild story because I know that Gigi and Zane went, I believe, moved to Pennsylvania to be close mm. to Yolanda and her boyfriend as well. Yeah. I when I read his statement, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's true. I really know so little about what's going on in that little universe over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously upsetting if this is all true. And yeah, it's just like, I don't know, to like be physical with your partner's parents is that's that's yeah dark. And that's just, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Wow. Okay. Let's touch on some former Atlanta housewives. Let's do it. As we're coming off the, the news of the cast that we knew being official official. Mm-hmm. And their cameras are up. Kenya got kicked off of Dancing with the Stars and cameras are up the next day in Atlanta. Okay. I watched over Alex's shoulder a TikTok of someone talking about how Dancing with the Stars... Most of the eliminations are based off of business scheduling conflicts for the participants of the show. This has kind of been like a known-ish thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Allegedly, obviously, because Dancing with the Stars is a big media mogul moment. But I mean, like, I mean, I would love to read the fine prints of their voting. I did vote for Kenya 10 times on uh, Monday night or whatever, Tuesday night. All for naught. I know. Sad. Yeah, but no, but good for us because let's get Karen's up already. I know, but the thing about Kenya on Dancing with the Stars is like she was really—I feel like she was really enjoying herself. She was doing a really good job in my eyes, but a lot of the judging wasn't reflecting that. Mm. And I think like people are talking about there's like some rigmarole going on with that. Mm. I will say, I watched the entire episode on Monday night. Because it was horror themed and they all had mm. weird costumes like Jojo Siwa was dressed as Pennywise, yeah. which is fun. Um, but I'm enjoying Some- the season. Someone did an Us movie themed dance, which I was an Us super fan. And that and like that musical moment and in the movie, um, Lupita's dancing mm-hmm. scene is so iconic. I actually like would love to watch the movie again before Halloween's up. But uh, yeah, his name's escaping me, but he's a basketball player and he got a perfect score. Yeah. I mean, it was a perfect, it was an iconic fashion moment. I would say. Okay. But we're cameras are up. How do you feel about the cast? Um, I am optimistic Mm. because I feel like we've talked about Sheree being one of my favorites on this podcast Mm. a lot. So her being back is going to be so fun to be back in the chateau and also her man is out of prison so that'll be a fun mm. interesting storyline for us and then marlo getting a peach and we're going to be like going into her home life i think buckle up because it's going to be like so enjoyable I she think. she's hosting the kickoff event of the season as she should um i actually i feel better about kenya because i think this comes up in our ultimate ranking, which I think I have not promoted yet on this main episode, head on over to Patreon where we rank 125 housewives. Mm-hmm. And Kenya's placement, some may argue, is a little low. But my complaint mm-hmm. with Kenya is there have been seasons where she kind of lets Nini rub off on her in terms of like just shutting down. Like, right. Like Kenya and Nini can't film together. Kenya and, and Portia can't film together. But right now, there does not appear to be anyone that 
Kenya will absolutely refuse to interact with. Yeah, and I think she I think she had had a problem with Drew at some point, but they were seen like actually like having a one-on-one conversation at that event. I yeah. will say about our ranking. Mm. There was a moment in the middle of the this isn't a spoiler for the ranking. There was a moment in the middle of the ranking where we decided to move Kenya up a little bit. Mm. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel happy about that. Okay. Okay, so that's the new season. We also got a trailer for Porsche Porsche's Family Matters. Which looks messy as hell. Yeah. It's a lot, but it definitely seems, there seems to be more going on than a usual spinoff show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fresh faces that we don't know. Right, because I mean, like, we there, she just got with this guy in off season, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of new here. I will say something that excited me the most about that trailer is that it is being billed um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia mm. Family Matters, which gives me hope of her coming back in the future. Yeah, I I did not like the branding because it felt a little corny to me. Okay, you're corny. Yeah. Launch. <laughs> so Portia Family Matters, keep an eye on that. That is replacing um, Potomac in the Potomac slot. Okay. But... We also have news out of Atlanta of a f- another former housewife or two. Nini was giving an interview, essentially dragging Cynthia for not showing up when Greg passed. To Greg's Celebration of Life event that everyone and, was at. And we noticed that. I mean, we mm-hmm. we saw that Mallory was there, and I said that was like her representing the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Tanya came out of hiding for it. Yes, out of witness protection to show up and pay mm-hmm. her respects. But Nini seems to be holding a grudge over this. Yeah. Does Cynthia have an excuse? I don't know if we've heard Cynthia's response to this okay. yet. She has been allegedly hosting a uh, E-Daily Pop or something. Oh, yeah. All the girls have been on E-Daily Pop recently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see what she has to say about this all. And yeah, wow. What what like an action-packed week for the Atlanta women. Right. Yeah. One last news item is that there's something going on in the Rue universe without RuPaul. I know. Rue's going to make some sort of appearance, right? Uh, Probably. I mean, we, there's not a trailer yet or anything. There's just simply the announcement. Right. That Queens of the Universe... It's coming to Paramount Plus, which don't Oof. love that. Uh, and it's going to be judged by Trixie Mattel, mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams, mm-hmm. Leona Lewis. Keep bleeding love. And Michelle Visage. Good. This is a pa- panel, I would say. It is. And it's like really cementing Trixie Mattel mm. becoming. Mm. One of the queens who could possibly take it over one day. That is an interesting conversation. I'm not saying she is the one. I would prefer it being Bob, but Trixie's yeah. definitely like one of the most popular drag race contestants of all time. Sure. And this show is a singing competition? I think it's drag queen singing. Like we talked about this yeah. previously when it was announced. Yes, for sure. We did. And that makes sense in terms of having Leona and Vanessa on the panel. And 
Trixie and Michelle. I mean, Trixie tours oh. and she sings her own songs. She has her own albums. And True. then Michelle was in the girl bands. I mean, she number was nine on, on the Bodyguards soundtrack. On the Bodyguards soundtrack. <laughs> Which I got to say, Spotify is certain that the Bodyguards soundtrack is my favorite Whitney Houston uh, album. That's interesting. Because they're all... Spotify is always playing tracks from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Not okay. tra- not track number nine, sadly. Sadly. <laughs> okay. Wow. What a week in the news. Let's get into Potomac. Let's do it. How did you like this episode? Okay. We're picking up still in Chesapeake. And it's a lot like we're picking up with the Ashley G thing. But everyone kind of felt tired by yeah. this point. I think like G like was actually like asleep. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like waking up to fight with Ashley <laughs> and then he has all I gotta say all timers is kind of an all timer for me. I know. <laughs> have you ever done a like a crab boil like this? Uh I have not, but I would be very I would be very open to it. Let's do a crab boil next summer. Mm, okay. It's just uh, really messy. Yeah, you gotta like just get into it with the gloves and everything. And you got you. They they brought this up like this was a fancy crab boil, but usually it's kind of like newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk by the shaking crab, which we've ordered mm. from a few times, oh, yeah. and there's yeah, yeah. like always people doing the boil thing outside. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was fine. I, I, the commentary from Candace I found funny in terms of just sitting there eating her food and watching everyone fight for a change. So that was funny. But then, okay. So we're kind of just packing up right after that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the cake. Oh, the cake. Yeah. It was funny. Karen <laughs> scooting out. <laughs> it's like they needed, they couldn't get like a platform or something to roll her out on or carry her out on or something. I found the Osephos to be very cute in this moment though. Okay. Didn't you or no? I guess I was just, I was like, it was very, um, Hey mom, I have a art project due tomorrow mm. and it's 10 PM yeah. the night before vibes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then we pack up and I think like the, uh, the only other thing that really was important to me this episode was mm-hmm. Asia O'Hara's impact on the universe. I know. And everyone online felt they were so clever with their memes. And I even, I like tweeted about it too, but it it was like, I saw people posting the next day. Yeah. I was like, okay, I cannot see one more Asia O'Hara meme related to Karen. So the reference is that Asia, Asia O'Hara in her drag race finale uh, performance wanted to release live butterflies from Mm -hmm. an enclosure and on her boobs. On her boob. I think they were on her boobs and then like other places too. Mm-hmm. And they and they kind of were semi-dead a la Karen's vow renewal butterflies. I guess they just need to be... Karen's explanation was like they need to be like heated up or something. Yeah, put them in the <laughs> microwave for 30 seconds and then you, your butterflies back to life. Um, It was really funny, especially because... At the crab boil, she was like, you're going to get an invitation from me and you need to open it outside. Yeah, that was fun. But besides that, this was a very sleepy filler episode. We had a lot of therapy sessions with the gals, but I will say 
oh, Giselle I know and the daughters say. at the like <laughs> outside whatever the garden place. Yeah. Her daughters calling her a vampire like that she doesn't have any feelings <laughs> yeah love it that both her and um pastor jamal have not given them a good example of what love is <laughs> i know it was kind of jarring later in the episode with giselle talking to the guy and they were showing flashback scenes from last season of mm. giselle and jamal together with the daughters and i was like oh this is actually like uncomfortable like yeah they're like trying to be affectionate, but it's not working. Yeah. Uh, we had that interesting scene with Mia and G dragging the mom's babysitting. Right. Which is really interesting on the heels of Mia being like, oh my God, Candace, if what you said causes my mom to like relapse or like have some mm -hmm. sort of breakdown. Like I'm going to be so upset. Meanwhile, like the two of you are like really dragging the mom's ability to babysit. I know it is very double standardy from Mia's part. Yeah. Especially it's one thing when it's a, a stranger who's bringing something up and you're like, okay, well like this really sucks. Like, I wish you weren't doing that, but mm -hmm. you, you are producing this little scene right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of like, let's wrap up the storylines this episode so we could go to the vow renewal next episode. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything else really interesting for you? No, I mean, like, that was it. That was pretty much it. Yeah. And then let's get over to Salt Lake. Okay. Okay. I feel like there were things that happened, but my brain is so focused on the actual like start to finish psychotic snow tubing trip. Okay. We had like a, like a Meredith Seth dinner that I wasn't really focused in on. Well, he is doing something that I think he thinks he's Joe Gorga mm. because he's trying to be like this, like I'm so horny all the time. Okay. Thing. okay yeah, yeah. And yeah. it comes out every time he's like doing a scene, mm. like, especially like, with Meredith and he's like talking like kind of sexually every single time we're with him this yeah. season, which yeah. we didn't get any of last season, which is so weird. Yeah. So not so on board with that. Was there anything else before we get on the, on the limo? Yes, of course. The only thing that I can think of, which is Jenny's husband really mm, is oh my God. jumping the shark in like such a big it's making the show that storyline is making me hate put, the show <laughs> like put this show down where it should be on like tlc or something yeah. mm -hmm. i'm just like not liking it it's contrived but also like why would you like put yourself through this jenny like going in like going into this show on the first season and this is the storyline that you're bringing and i realize it's not you it's your husband but it's like what are we watching here? He's so nasty. So nasty and so rude. It I've never seen so many oysters ordered at once per person. I know. I, I think they had a dozen each, which I've kind of always wanted to, but then feared my bodily response to that many oysters. Also, like the way people talk about oysters and the subject matter that they're talking about, it like skews me out. 
Mm, okay. Like oysters okay. can be like a very sexual thing for people. Yeah, sure. Um, also, the where they were sitting in that like round booth mm. in the middle of like, yeah, it looked like a dive bar at points. Like if I got certain <laughs> angles. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, I hope I like Jenny. So I hope this doesn't bring her down. Yeah. I not sure. I like, like, her. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't like him, which was funny. Cause like the first episode we were like, Oh, do we like, that's fun. Like, let's see how this goes. And now here yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. The first episode, she was saying mean things about yeah. the way he looks. And I was like, yeah. actually, I think he's really handsome. Yeah. But now he just like threw that yeah. in the garbage bin. Yeah. Uh, love Lisa picking up that one son of hers and saying, hi, baby gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you want to go to Wendy's? I, I, I do think Lisa is torpedoing her way to the top of salt lake city yeah i she really is it's she's the only one consistently bringing something i get what heather's trying to do in a way with her little like storyline about her family and like sex and all that but it's not hitting the way i need it's not i like don't need to have multiple episodes talking about teenage sex on Mm. my television you know yeah yeah Okay, let's get on this limo. We have all hands on deck. Finally. Finally. And I love it. (laughs) I mean, we got the preview, but this is really like, it was even more psycho in person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mary just, there's no allegiances or alliances or... Any, she's just like a pinball in like the pinball machine. She just like going after whomever she wants to at any moment, which, okay. For, for Lisa to say, I'm going to have to Google that about the hardening ovaries caused by carbonation, mm-hmm. which shout out to Dr. Tiffany Moon for kind of debunking what, uh, what Mary was saying, but also like saying maybe this is what she was thinking. <laughs> right. I didn't see that. What did Tiffany Moon say? Well, Tiffany says, "Okay, I am going I searched medical research and there is nothing about carbonation hardening ovaries." Okay. However, I found a study on mice of them being fed like um like coke and Pepsi, and then just like maybe water or something as a control group. And the studies showed that affected uh, their fertility somehow. Okay. But she's like, but this was, these are sweet, sweetened drinks. Like it could have to, it could have more to do with that than the carbonation. Right. Like a Coke or a Pepsi is different than like a seltzer water. Yeah, yeah. So I I just, I love this. This is the second time Tiffany Moon has done it in recent memory because she also talked about like Tom not like getting the surgery when he had mm-hmm. the, the head injury and stuff. Yeah. So I, I love this 
this niche for Dr. Tiffany Moon? Like responding to housewives from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a medical perspective. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so Mary just jumped out the window and then the fight kind of just continues. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Lisa was going to kind of l- let it go. Right. But then Mary wouldn't. Yeah. It's just like with these fights on this episode, it's just like, everyone's kind of just like deciding to go after each other or whatever. Randomly. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it, but it, it's interesting. I'm, I also like seeing Angie there. Oh yeah. I mean, she's, uh, she's returned from the dead. Mm-hmm. I do wonder, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Angie again from yeah. the way this transpired in terms of like Lisa, who is like the number one girl in the group, essentially mm-hmm. being like, I don't, want anything to do with you i know yeah which i don't love that about lisa but i mean she is the creator of the show so i guess what she says goes (laughs) and like when she says it her delivery is always enjoyable that's the thing about the show like her accent regardless will Mm. make whatever she says enjoyable to me yeah but so jenny gets roped into the chaos by saying shut the fuck up to mary Mm -hmm. which then turns into don't say that don't curse And then Jenny says, I could say whatever I want. And she's carrying on about that for on. It's just, it was interesting to watch, but it's also so stupid because like everyone who is lashing out are acting like Martians. Like, do you know what it feels like to me? It almost feels like producers have been like, maybe to each of them, like Mm. you gotta get, you gotta get in there. Like we need (laughs) something to happen. And so, like, they're just trying any last ditch effort to, like, make something happen. Little did they know what was on the horizon. I know. Which, once again, like, every episode, I'm sitting here like, wow, Jen Shaw really was getting her redemption season. She really, really was. And then the feds were like, surprise, bitch. (laughs) Sorry, sweetie. (laughs) Clink, clink. No, like... Her just watching the fights and like laughing and giggling with Heather Mm -hmm. was delightful. Yeah, I do like, I do like when Heather's on the sidelines kind of like reacting to the fights. I think that's like an interesting place and it's a new thing. We get that like, we've gotten that a lot in the past in confessionals where like Bethany or Carol have become like the quote unquote Greek chorus, like they like to call themselves. But I like that we're getting it like on the ground in real time with Heather and sometimes Whitney. But I I think the difference though is Bethany and, and Carol felt a little bit more in the mix where Heather's on the sidelines giving her uh play by play, but it doesn't feel part of it. Well, because this group is so disconnected still. Yeah. Like Lisa's the Queen Bee, but then we've got Heather who was fan favorite last year. So like they know that they have to be in the same Mm. space, but they're not like actually interacting or like bonding or anything like that. So it's just like they, they coexist bumper sticker, you know, those bumper stickers that Mm. say coexist. They're that, but they're not actually mixing and mingling. Yeah. Meredith really faded into the background for me during these group scenes. She always does in the group. I feel like. Yeah. Although I, I think we got, a dispatch from Pichlarm, mm-hmm. who said that Andy said, not this week's Potomac, but the following week's Potomac is his third favorite Housewives episode ever. Okay. And it's, I think, 
largely due to Meredith Marks. Oh, so you mean Salt Lake City, not Potomac. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Salt Lake City. Wow, I'm like, I feel like that's a big statement. A third favorite episode of all time. What are one and two, Andy? I know that I need, I really do need the answer to that. One of them must be the height of Scary Islands, I would think. Mm. But he's I, such a New York fan. But I, it should be, and we've screamed it from the rooftops forever and ever, Atlantic City. I know, but there's a darkness of that episode now that we've learned everything about Heather Thompson and Sonia. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else about Salt Lake that... No, I attention? no, I just wish they aired it on a different day of the week. Mm. I get what they're trying to do by putting it after Potomac, but it's like Sunday becomes a long night. Okay, okay. I mean, you also don't have to watch it live. I know, but I'm like, I want to be like on Twitter and looking at Twitter <laughs> and in the mix. Okay, okay. Wow. All right, let's hop over to Vanderpump Rules, and I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. This episode. To me, was one of the mo- more interesting episodes of the five we watched this week. That's not a bold statement. I've heard plenty of people say that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, first, I feel like Katie's discussion of her abortion with uh, that she had early in the relationship with Schwartzy mm-hmm. was very well done. Yeah. And I think a message that a lot of people need to hear, I think the issue of abortion needs to be humanized in this way from somebody on a, like a reality show talking about, we're still in a relationship down the road here. This is early on in our relationship. Mm -hmm. We maybe wouldn't be together had we had this kid. And so the kid would have grown up in like, like a divorced family. Not that that's, there's anything wrong with that. Some great people come from divorce. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, but I think it was a good, honest conversation, and I hope a lot of people watch it. Did they promote it at all in Watch Happens Live? I don't think I watched that episode. No. Okay. Yeah. And I found the stuff with Brock to be very interesting. Obviously, dark and sad. Mm-hmm. I think zooming out from the actual incident, whatever transpired back then uh whatever happened like lala is being insane right i see it in a couple ways okay so i see it like to me because watching lala i see it as calculated because like she knows she's on a reality show yeah and her and sheena just made up but i see a friend they are real friends having concerns about something like that. Yeah. But also I don't know what does she want Sheena to do? Right. I mean, maybe break up with Brock. They have a kid together, obviously, but, but, but that's, that seems to be what, what Lala's almost afraid of too. Mm -hmm. Right. Send him back to Australia for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It was just, like Lala, this episode, the the other thing with Lala that really pissed me off was the stuff with Raquel. Like poor little Bambi having to go play with the to- the lion in mm-hmm. the lion's den, right? And 
they're playing pickleball and Lala making the bet like, oh, you have to give a toast. And during the toast, you need to like say how wet you are. And then it was creepy. It's creepy, number one. But also we just saw, I mean, granted, Lala was not privy to this, but like Lala knows Raquel on a larger Mm -hmm. basis than we do in terms of like Raquel having a breakdown in Palm Springs about speaking in front of a group of people. Right. And now you're like making her do this. <laughs> it was it's very like boot camp face your fears now or die. But yeah. I mean like the way it was presented it was like the way the show made it look it was a positive thing for yeah. Raquel and the whole group because they were like seeing a different side of her or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. it's like it was a very bully moment from Lala. Yeah. And not love and Lala this season. I go, really? I couldn't <laughs> tell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of the uh, tea party? Um, it was nice. Yeah. I mean, kudos to LVP for trying to stay in the mix. <laughs> I know it's, it does feel really desperate the way, I mean, I know that it is literally a show named after her, but the yeah. ways that she's trying to stay in the mix feel weird yeah it's like why are you facetiming sheena somebody who (laughs) no longer works for you yeah like now you're just like buddies her mentor yeah uh someone i i wish i remembered who tweeted a screenshot of a lvp scene in the car with notes in the um you're driving the little side thing in the middle console yeah console of talking points that she needs to be having in the scene. Good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, our former president needed those notes. Okay. Yeah. So why not LVP? <laughs> why not LVP? But yeah, that was, that was interesting. I mean, the, I, I find the fertility stuff interesting. And there's just like a lot of stuff going on that I don't know necessarily makes like a, an easily popular reality mm-hmm. show, but interesting topics for people that we know. It feels there's like an emptiness to the show in the way that like, okay, I, because I went to school, I went to college up North. Most people in Georgia go to school in the South, obviously. Okay. And schools in the South colleges in the South start earlier. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this feels like the time (laughs) when some of your friends have already left for college and you're still waiting to go. Okay. And so you're like, you're like, maybe hang, you're maybe hanging out with people who like you weren't as close with, but like, you're just all in the group together. What a amazing analogy, Brendan. But can you see it? I definitely can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And actually like, I mean, I'm not even like saying that to drag the show because because of that period of time, I became mm. a lot closer with one of my high school friends who I'm, I've remained friends with to this day. So, so sometimes things work out the way they're supposed to then. Sometimes things work out the way they're supposed to. One more note before we move on, though. Sure. When Brock got the text from Sheena mm. and he was freaking out. Yeah. And a big part of his freak out was 
the fact that he hasn't really met Lisa except for the one time. Oh yeah. And she's finding out. And I was like, wow, you really know you're on a TV show. <laughs> That's called Vanderpump rules because you don't want to be in Lisa's bad graces that bad that you're crying by the pool. Yeah. That did not make sense. Um, for the show, but mm-hmm. it made sense for the meta of the show. The meta. Yeah. <laughs> the meta. Facebook's I mean, new name. You could say meta too, I think. Okay, sure. I think so. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, yes, and. Um, yes, and. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely felt like, oh, my Hollywood dreams are being crushed just as they start. Okay, yeah. Uh, their Hollywood dreams perhaps were crushed this week as I believe it was the first time that a winter house slash summer house had higher ratings. Good. Than Vanderpump rules. Good. By like a hundred thousand. Thank God. I can't believe we are living to see this. Well, it really is. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due and I hate that we have to give credit to them, but Mm -hmm. I think the addition of the Southern charmers, the charmers, yeah, really does bring in that new audience to the house. Do we do we want to dive into the house before we get to Beverly Hills this week? I don't think we can, as tradition goes on the show. We oh, okay. go in the exact order. Okay, so we will, we will stick let's our wait until after Beverly Hills. Sure. So let's hop into the third part of the reunion then of Beverly Hills to stick to our tradition. Okay. And I got to say, I do feel like the case is not really being made for four parts. Sure. But I had a good time this episode. Yeah, I had a good time. And I think the reason it's four parts is Beverly Hills is the conversation. Right, exactly. So they're they're obviously going to pump out as much as they can. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you particularly enjoy? I liked seeing like the I like when they do the deep dives with each cast member. So I like seeing Crystal's little part mm-hmm. um, and having her talk about it. And I liked the thing I liked about Crystal's segment is that when they talked about her relationship with Sutton, mm-hmm. they didn't really open it up for the two of them to fight again, which like yeah. I thought was an interesting choice and a choice that like sets it apart from different fights on different housewives because they're mm-hmm. like. We went through this shit, but like we resolved it. And usually I feel like I'd be like, oh, but like get into it again. But like Mm. for some reason, I just like their friendship as it is right now. And I didn't want them to go through it again. Yeah. Well, I think number one, they had already kind of reconciled on the show. Mm -hmm. And then number two, we are going straight into filming again. So yeah. I, I would think the producers want them to stay on good terms. Right. For sure. Yeah. Although she did not really let up on the violate. Yeah. Which I thought that was, it was like a good line where it, not everything's perfect. We're mm, not going to yeah. tie everything in a bow. Like yeah. we still have like this one little issue with each other, but it's not enough for us to get into a screaming match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. What about you? What did you like about this episode? Or what did you dislike? Um, I mean, we got a little bit more of the Kathy and Kyle. Yeah. Which I like. I mean, we're... Kathy didn't watch American Woman. She only watched Beverly Hills up until the limo 
blow up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She did imply that people haven't really seen the true side of Kyle when mm-hmm. everyone was talking about how both Kim and Kathy are like so kooky. Uh, I but I didn't believe I didn't believe it. Yeah, I think we've seen <laughs> we've seen the true side. <laughs> we've seen every single side of Kyle. Which, man, oh man! I mean, we talked about it in the pre-show Halloween Kills. We got we got the the holiday movie coming out on Peacock as well soon, and we got a trailer this week starring Kyle and Kathy on Paris in Love. Yes, yeah, so which is Peacock. also Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. They should call it Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> PK. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it very interesting that Paris just had a cooking show on Netflix and mm-hmm. now has this on Peacock. She's hardworking. And I also find it interesting how much I mean, Kathy really has a big role in this. Mm-hmm. And then even Kyle to some extent. And it's interesting because Paris had that YouTube documentary that did not show Kathy in the best light. And so now Kathy's getting all these projects that like make her look good. But I I don't think, I think the trailer was hinting to the fact that Kathy is not going to always look good. Oh, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, <laughs> But I assumed, I assumed well, it's I a peacock sh- cooking show. Uh, no, it's not. It's Paris and Love. Oh, it's Paris and Love. But what's the worst Kathy can do in that? No. So I think, first of all, Paris is referencing their history mm-hmm. in terms of like what Paris went through and blah, blah, blah. And then part two, I think, I don't know how real or not it is. Uh, Kathy's being a little mother of the bridezilla-ish. Oh, good. In terms of demands and how mm-hmm. she wants the wedding and this and that. Which we've kind of seen before in terms of Kathy's opinions mm-hmm. with like what Kyle's wearing and this and that, you know. Yeah. Never too shy to share her opinion. Yeah. Um, The fact that they lived in the Waldorf Astoria for nine years. <laughs> yeah. Like... They're talking about the one in New York City, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because just I've been in that Waldorf a lot and mm. it's a very nice hotel. It's just like I couldn't imagine living in a hotel like that, like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like, do they have a kitchen? I think I mean some hotels do have kitchens. Yeah, but I don't But know they're they usually not that. they're usually not like major kitchens. But yeah, they they owned the Waldorf Astoria, or am I dreaming that? Well, Hilton owns it now, so maybe they owned oh. it then. Yeah, I'm not sure when that occurred, but I would imagine if you're living there, it would make more sense if you own it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's just like hotel living, not for me. Also, that part of the city is like very like midtown baron mm. where there's like not even like a just salad right there or whatever. yeah kind of like when like your fr- some of your friends go off to college and you're sitting there waiting <laughs> to go <laughs> yeah it's exactly like that <laughs> yeah we have more erica stuff and i guess this is kind of my reasoning as, as to the not loving the four parts is i kind of i just want to have the conversation we keep dipping in and out of the erica stuff mm-hmm. 
Well, what they're doing is I think they're basically putting most of the Erica stuff at in the fourth part, but they know mm. that to keep audiences interested, they've got to pepper in some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We see Erica and Crystal kind of get into it in terms of Crystal saying, why aren't you angry at Tom? I know. I just like, Erica, come on. Yeah. There's really not much that's doing her any favors. She kind of has the, 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 I wouldn't even call it a fight, but the confrontation with Kyle and Dorit over the famous, no, no, not the head mm-hmm. dinner. <laughs> right. It's just like, I don't know. I, I wish she would have been trained better by someone to mm. show some remorse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are discussing the, the Instagram stuff mm-hmm. this episode a little bit. And she's like, I'm not going to change who I am just because of like something that's happening in my life. I always post like this, but it's like, it seemed to ramp up during that time. And it was also like the time she was posting those Instagrams was also the time when like, it was rumored that she might be hooking up with army hammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that like also was a weird part of it. That's not really discussed as much in the reunion. And it's just like all of it coming together at that time was weird. Wasn't there also a scooter Braun moment? I think there was like a scooter Braun rumor as well. So then I think the other thing, one of her quotes about it is she's like, well, I'm damned if I do. And I'm damned if I don't. And it's like, are you damned if you don't? <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's not the type of thing. <laughs> I. It's like, that is like the argument to you made for about like Hillary Clinton standing by Bill Clinton. Like mm, she would have been yeah, damned yeah, if she yeah. did or didn't, but it's not the same Erica. Yeah. Sorry. I just listened to the part of Katie Kirk's book about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was also uh, very much the this episode of impeachment this week. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But and also, Erica's not even one of the girls that's like Lincoln bio, like da 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 da. da. So she, like, does she make money on her Instagram? Well, she had the Rihanna Fenty deal back mm. then, and so a lot of those posts were the Fenty posts. Oh, okay, okay. Before she got dropped by them, okay. and I think she had other like like higher ends, a little elevated mm. social moments that she was doing for brands that okay. wasn't as dark as the Lincoln bio stuff. Sure. So I really need to know the economics of Lincoln bio. Me too. Like, what are we, what are we raking in? Cause you are like, and this is such like a conversation I would love to have. You're damaging Your the brand. brand that can bring you other opportunities. You're damaging housewives brand. No, no. Like you're all, I, I feel like there is a cachet to having a ton of followers, right? Yeah. And it's interesting. So I think Teresa's the like most questionable. Why are you doing this? Because she's mm. an active housewife. She yeah. has the platform. We know she's going to be on the next season of housewives. We know she's going to be on the girls trip, but she still does the Lincoln bio. She still does like flat tummy tea. And I think for her, it's more like I have all these daughters. I need to, to get as many paychecks as humanly possible. Well, I think it's a combination of that. Plus I wonder how much, and I've always had this theory, like, you know, how Teresa rarely shows up in the spot, the like Bravo spawn con mm-hmm. that brands don't particularly want to work with her. Right. So she might 
take what she can get. Right, because she's violent. She's known well, for being violent. That like all of her mo- big moments are being violent. Well, no, tables. she like pled guilty to a felony. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's also that, but I mean, like I think like that, which is considered like more of a white collar crime or whatever, yeah, like a financial yeah. crime. That's I think brands can look past that more mm. than they can. I mean, hello, Martha Stewart. They can okay. look past that more than they can like the instances of her being violent on the show. Okay. All right. Interesting. Which that's a whole other conversation, how Teresa always gets away with her violence. And mm. especially on Potomac and Atlanta, Bravo's mm. always issuing statements about the violence happening on those shows. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything else for Beverly Hills? I kind of, I feel good. I feel good too. Yeah. Okay. In that case, let us put our winter coats on and head over to winter house. And to be honest, this feels like the premiere to me. Oh, wow. Because we, we finally have the, the star of the show. Hubhouse <laughs> is showing up and not disappointing. What a nut. <laughs> she came in like a goddamn wrecking ball. I mean, and thank God she did because it's like, I think if I were on one of these TV shows and I was like playing a character, like playing a character, playing myself like this, and I knew that I had already been not there for like a day oh, or two, yeah, I'd yeah. be like, I need to get some airtime. And I definitely understand that mentality in terms of, I don't know if you saw the Watch Robins Live where she was in the Oprah chairs while mm-hmm. uh, Austin and oh, the Bachelor woman, I think. Tasha, uh, yeah, were in the chairs. Like, she prides herself on being an OG mm-hmm. and being a big character on the show. And she also prides herself as being like a networker within mm. the Bravo cinematic universe. Oh, really? Well, like her, like her relationship with Austin that's been several okay. years. Like she like loves that. She's like now friends with Austin's sister mm. as they sit together in the Oprah chairs. Yeah. Also, Andy was throwing more questions to her than he was oh, to yeah. the other guests at some point. Well, listen, I gotta say uh, the, bra- the bachelor universe exists over there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need them over here. I did like her as a guest though. Cause she's like an expert. So I like oh, hearing yeah. what other people from different reality things have to say about Bravo, but I don't want to hear about the bachelor the ba- yeah. on the show. I don't want a single, like, I don't want to know a single thing about the current season, the season that's filming, whatever she was there to promote. I don't want to know any, <laughs> get it off the TV. I'm not watching well, that. She's like the host now. I know. I know. Um, I thought that Watch Robins Live was fun, though, in general. I love when one of the problematic men from Southern Charm or Vanderpump Rules or um, Summer House is on, and Andy, like, spends more time roasting them, Mm, like, in, like, a really fun way. Yeah. But back to Hub, I love... There were two iconic montages this episode. The one was, like, Hub being the star of the show and, like, just clips of her yelling at everyone and 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 the fact that they included that season one clip of like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to go to a, a boy's bed and i'm gonna sleep in the bed I and know. 
That was so, I love a montage like that. And then the 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 one where she's wearing the 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 Santa outfit and being like, "What is this little committee over here?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then the other montage I loved was was Kyle. Well, first of all, Kyle and Amanda being in that fucking full size <laughs> bed, like hanging on for dear life, so they could both fit. And so, like I. I am team Kyle and Amanda here in terms of their complaints, but like him saying like, this is the worst sleep of my life. And then the fact that there's a clip package of him sleeping in like random uncomfortable positions in the summer houses throughout the years was was a lot of fun too. I'm with you as far as their complaints, but the way that he acted out his complaints last episode, like the biggest baby in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot you have not had the opportunity to even discuss Winter House yet. Well, we discussed it in person on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like, I get it and I get there should have been more deliberation. I'd have no problem with um, Paige and Sierra as two single no. women sharing that room. Yeah, no, um, definitely not. They should be as entitled to it. I think it's more like the fucking Charmers. You Go yell at the Charmers and make one uh, of them switch with you. I mean, I really think... There should not be a new person in a king bed by themselves. Okay, but you can't say new person on a show like this. You just gotta like it's it's like friends, it's supposed friend groups coming together. So you can't have that. Okay, no, but then you say like then the way you say it is like this is your first trip with us. Sure, but that's also like that's unnecessarily mean. <laughs> like, I think you, it's unnecessarily mean being a you a can't monster pull you can't pull rank. Bed. No, I think it's nobody gets a nobody gets a bed until everyone gets there, and then you figure it out all together. Mm. That was the problem. Okay. Yeah, but luckily, Jewel Julia has a house to share the room, <laughs> and they're becoming fast friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we didn't really get much of Julia in the first episode, but I am enjoying her presence. Yeah, I like her. I loved her. I very much saw myself in her in terms of her, like, cooking at 1045 and feeding the family. God. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like, and I couldn't even remember his name last week when we were recapping with Pichlarm, but I, Jason is not popping off the screen for me. It's just like there there's a lot of characters here. So if you're not making yourself known, yeah, then you're not doing drag. But I liked yeah. his little connection to the tubing hill or whatever. A lot yeah. of tubing hill representation mm. on yes. this uh week's Bravo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I I mean I, I discussed it last week. I stand by it. The the page and Sierra combo is so much fun Mm -hmm. i mean it's like an upgrade from the giggly squad and it's just so weird too because Paige and batula are the bestest of buds like uh Paige was in batula's wedding party yeah but at this point like but batula's coming in as a couple so yeah couples spend more time together sometimes batula was she, she was barely on this episode yeah but when she's there I like it. <laughs> she, I love her so much. I know you are really, really sick. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about hubs and Austin. 
Okay. And they're, it sounds, what it sounds like is they get drunk and he says one thing that's a little more intense. She reads into it and then rinse and repeat. Oh, I mean, her walking the door and hopping into his arms to start with was a lot. When she then walked into the room where like Sierra had just walked into oh his room. Oh my God. Well, she's like around the corner on the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was bad. Ugh. And then the I'm in love with you. Like in straddling him. It's in front not, of Batula. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. We need to say that it's bad, but it's, there is a type of person mm who will corner somebody that they think is their BFF bestie Mm. and make their entire night or experience about like them two hanging out, thus alienating the other person from the rest of the group, maybe in an unwanted way. Yeah. And so like, I'm not trying to say I ever feel bad for Austin, but it's like, he probably wanted to like hang out with all his friends, but then, but I mean, Hubhouse is over here at the bar drinking a Bud Heavy and making oh him do God. like, like get on their knees and chug the beers together. Yeah. Why are they icing each other with I don't know. Bud Heavies? What is going know. on? <laughs> I was like, does this bar have like a vodka soda? I didn't see one. Oh my God. No, <laughs> this is, it's like beer culture. Ugh. I got it. Uh, oh, it's just the winter house is truly a house of horrors of dishevelment to a greater degree than summer house has ever been. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, there's more clothes in general, so more mess to make. Yeah. But we just have open Amazon, like Amazon boxes were always the like eighth member of the, the cast, like mm-hmm. waiting on the doorstep, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now they have taken over and just, they're just open laying all over the place strewn about the house. Uh, Claire and pa- I mean, Sierra and uh, Paige's room. Yeah. Was a horror show. Ever, there's not a room that is not a- actually, I think Luke's might've been the cleanest room. Yeah. He's like one of those clean freaks, right? I mean, a, a clean, a clean, good person, not a clean freak. A clean, good per- <laughs> Sorry, Dan, a clean, good person. Uh, wow. I just, I love being with my friends. I'm having a good time. You know, I watched this episode first go around a little buzzed myself. Okay. Which, which so was, you felt at home? Well, no, it was actually like, so I watched both Beverly Hills and that back to back. And for whatever reason, I guess it was like easier to process Beverly Hills in that condition than it was to process Winterhouse. Especially because a reunion episode, you can like follow a little easier. You don't have to pay attention to so many details. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. But happy to rewatch a winter house episode. Let me tell you. <laughs> I know. I also cannot wait to see how we get to Paige and Craig. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see them on watch them live together? No. So Craig was on. Vanderpump Rules Night with Arianka. Mm-hmm. And Paige was in the Oprah chair. Oh. And I gotta say, this might have been the nicest Andy has ever been to Paige. Okay. Because remember how Paige was strangely never on Watch Heavens Live for her first two seasons? Wasn't she behind the bar at one point? Yeah, like that was the most we would get <laughs> from her. But Kyle would be on in a chair. So weird. 
Yeah, I never really understood that, but I do think Andy finally sees in Paige what we have all seen for so long. I think that might be a little misogyny. Mm-mm-mm. How are you feeling about our two, like having the two summer ha- Southern Charm boys in the house? I am enjoying it. Yeah, I think I'm it's not, fine. Yeah, I'm not like hating it like I thought I would. I am glad it's not Shep. Yeah, though, I mean, I feel like I agree with Shep politically, and I feel like Craig and Austin hang out ooh. with Tommy Laren all the time. Oh, 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 wow! But Shep's become like the like diehard liberal. Not that that matters. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an easier an easier pill for you to uh, to swallow. Yeah, no, I, I just see like, his tweets a lot. I just Shep, I was looking up ages. First of all, Austin and. Craig are early thirties, which came as a shock to me. They look early thirties to me, maybe like a, a little weathered, but like a 32, like maybe one is 34 at most. I think like with Austin, it's like, he's so tall. You assume he's like, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, but Shep, I did not realize is 41. <sighs> yeah. And I believe Kyle is turning 39 this season of Summer House that will air, meaning should he return to Summer House next season, he will be turning 40 in the house, which I think is a very interesting um, thing to say. You're obsessed with ages in a way that like I don't care about. Like I think a 40-year-old oh can God. go hang out with their friends on vacation. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like at forty, are you gonna stop going on vacations? I mean, wh- like group I, vacations. Am I going on group vacations? I mean, you will be once COVID's over. It's never over. <laughs> <laughs> like for example, at forty, will you stop going to P Town in a group house? Um, I mean, we have discussed the possibility of like doing P Town in a collaborative planning. Uh, moment, but like having our own house. Okay, so no, I can no after forty, I can no longer hang out with you in a house. Well, you haven't all these years that we've gone. So I know, but <laughs> we've had other things where we've hung out in a house together. Okay, wow. Let... And I'm trying to get Winter House on the books for us, but no one was piping in. Okay, I was very busy today. <laughs> um, okay, let's do our freak of the week and the one true queen. The freak of the week this week is. Whoever at the Graham Norton show, which is like, if you don't know, a UK talk show. It's like the premier UK talk show that all the A-list celebs from the US go on. Yeah. And I think it's it's like, it's like Watch Weapons Live, but like A-list. Yeah. But, and then also they'll have like four people sitting on the couch. Yeah. So... The, the day that this episode is going live, scheduled to appear together on the Graham Norton show are Barack Obama and former Little Mix member, embroiled in controversy, Jesse Nelson. It's going to be so scary. I need all my little UK girlies out there to like br- rip clips, 
Give me a blow by blow. Usually they post clips on YouTube and oh, okay. you might as well. You might also be able to like find the full episode on BBC America. Oh my God. This is like appointment television. I watch Graham Norton all the time. Oh, okay. Well, she, she, she for you. Okay. Uh, Brendan, who is our one true queen? Our one true queen is Austin Kroll. Could you believe it? <laughs> Could you believe it? For a perfectly executed A Star is Born reference in the Winter House, talking to uh, Sierra, and whether it was on purpose or not, which I think it was probably on purpose. I felt he didn't get it precise, but it was pretty close. I mean, even if you had not seen A Star is Born, you probably saw that clip. Yeah. But also, A Star is Born... Not a niche movie. <laughs> like I think it's it, like made so much money. It won so many Oscars. Yeah. And the Hets love a star is born. They do. They do. They're like, Oh, they hadn't registered Lady Gaga since bad romance. And they're like, yeah. did you know Lady oh, Gaga yeah. still around? Yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> wow. We definitely do. Yeah. Uh, so what a week, as we mentioned, you need to check out the ultimate ranking. We put so much, blood, sweat, and tears into uh, this ultimate ranking months in the ma- making. <laughs> so yeah. uh, w- listen to us uh, count count down from number one <laughs> all, all the way to 124. <laughs> as usual, that's available at comethroughqueen.com. A link to the Patreon is there, as well as links to uh, the private Facebook group where the news is always breaking and we're discussing it uh, and links to the socials. So, wow. Wow. Like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.